Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains. You hit the spot. The place where the conversation is pointed, the guests are sharp, and the responses are never dull. Put your thinking caps on, because the conversation starts now. Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney. Ladies, gentlemen, brains, this is the place, your favorite podcast on the planet, where the conversations are pointed and the guests right there, Shannon and Ruth, are sharp and the responses are never dull. Brains, I'm on one. I'm on this uh, integrative nutrition phenomenon. And, and it's not new. I shouldn't say it's a phenomenon, but you know what? It is really reaching at high levels. It's grabbing people's attention. They want alternatives. They're paying a lot more attention to what they're putting in their bodies, be it topicals, be it ingestibles, be it medication, but also, you know, having a level of understanding of how these food combinations work, uh, how they don't work, how they can, you know, affect your hormones, they can increase pain or plant medicine that can heal you, but you being committed to living this quote unquote lifestyle. It's not a quick fix. And it's something that you will have to carry through the trajectory of your life if you want to maintain a certain level of wellness. So we have Shannon Ruth here and she is going to break it down. We're going to pick it up where she's putting it down. Welcome to the show, Shannon. Well, thank you, April. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So did I give a pretty good overview of what's going on here? You did. Yes. I mean, um, <clears throat> well, let me just tell you a little bit maybe about myself. Uh, I was a physician assistant for many years and um, work, uh, around 15 years. And then it wasn't until kind of the end of my career that I realized like, I'm not healthy, I'm not doing well. And that's where this transition into becoming an integrative nutrition health coach uh, started. And so now I help individuals with irritable bowel syndrome, mm -hmm. eliminate their symptoms and increase their energy um, so they can really live their best life. IBS. Yes. Let me tell you, and people think that it's one or the other, but it, irritable bowels are irritable bowels. You could be runny bowels, you could be constipated. You're uh, right. I had a family member, they just told me the other day that her bowels is backed all the way up to her lungs. <laughs> really? Well, she hasn't that, is, that is quite a backup. Yeah, she hasn't been able to do it. And we don't realize how many feet, what is it now, 22, 23 feet of intestines? We it's, suppose it's a lot. It's a lot. I don't remember the actual number, but it's a lot. The most of it's in your small intestine, yes. Yeah, and you know, moving that stuff and mm. you eliminate, uh, you know, you stink up the entire house. <laughs> that's a clear indicator that, you know, you got something that's found rotten inside your body. I know that- no, what, well, Yeah, what most people don't realize is that you, it, it, the, a normal bowel movement is anywhere from one to three times a day. Right. So, you know, some people think that they have had a bowel movement once per week and that's been going on forever. So that's normal for them but that's not the case. You, It's really important to eliminate at least once to three times per day, mm. which just varies a little bit. But yes, having a normal solid bowel movement is absolutely important. And your gut is really important to your overall health. Yeah, gut health, exactly. Because that's pretty much where you process all of your stuff. 
So mm -hmm. how did you move into, as a physician assistant, how did you move into integrated nutrition health? Sure. So um, really, so I had worked around 15 years and it was the, you know, the last job I had as a PA, um, I took call for the first time. And what people don't realize is that when you take call, I was, I was taking anywhere from five to 10 calls at night, which meant I wasn't getting any sleep. So I quickly became depressed. I had difficulty with concentration and memory. And my life was sort of spiraling out of control. And I realized, I kind of realized at one moment that it just wasn't affecting my health. It was affecting the health of my family. So I decided that I had to figure this out for myself and for my family. And so when I, and at the same time, my IBS was getting worse. It was out of control. I was gaining weight. Um, my symptoms were daily and they were interfering with my work schedule. So when I, I was kind of doing this research to, to figure out how to eliminate the IBS, get healthier. Um, and I, so I figured out how to eliminate it for myself. And when I realized that, like my life completely changed. Mm -hmm. And I, I realized at that moment, like I could do this for other people. So I switched from being a PA to a health coach so I could help other people with IBS. So you know? where does a person begin? Everyone brains, and I you know always put a disclaimer in when it comes to health. That if you are currently under a doctor's care, medication, you know, a regimen, remain with that. We come, yes. provide you options, choices, and additional information um, sure. not to make you switch up. But sure. sometimes switching up is good. Sure. How does a person start? Do they start with, you know, number one, maybe food allergies, seeing if you're allergic to something, and then start eliminating or extracting and adding things in and seeing what the results are. How does a person really start to identify what type of IBS and what their triggers may be? Because it's, sure. it's right. That, that's a really good question. So, you know, for, for, for people with IBS, everybody's unique in what causes their IBS. So for one person, it might be like the chemicals in the food or for another person, it might be like a food sensitivity. I would say, you know, the best place to start is just start getting that processed food out of your life, right? Start eating whole foods and whole foods is really not, I mean, you could, it's not the grocery store, but you can shop there, but it's really whole foods is, you know, eating whole fruits and vegetables, uh, grass fed meats, um, stop eating these processed packaged foods and incorporating those into your meal, get those out of your life. Because mo for most people, it's those chemicals in the food, um, those food dyes, um, food additives that really disrupt the gut. So you know, and I, I had to, when you say whole foods, we call it whole paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because <laughs> right. it's expensive. But right. You know what? You pay for expensive shoes. You pay for expensive entertainment. Why not pay for food that is of quality? I still have a bone of contention with the packaging of, you know, uh, the big box uh, corporations where sugar-free, fat-free, gluten-free, organic. I don't know. That might be the buzzword of the day. 
Sure. So, as you said, to extract those things that are already processed and put in what you know is a tomato is a tomato. Yes. Or, you know, uh, right. you go to the butcher and you get top grade meat if you eat meat. Uh, right. You go to the, the fish market and get fresh fish versus, sure. you know, processed fish sticks. Right. Right. All of those can be a, a make a difference. I was having a, a, a mental challenge. I had to 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 do some mindset work. Every time I'm in my car, I'm, you know, not every time, but most of the time I'm headed to a client or a meeting. And what do we do? Let's meet at a restaurant. Mm. And I was getting in the car and wasn't having that many meetings during COVID, if any. Yeah. yeah. I still felt like I needed to drive to a restaurant and get something. Interesting. Yeah. So now yeah, that's a mindset shift, isn't it? Right. It's definitely a yeah. mind shift. And yeah. again, like I was telling you, you know, your stomach is only so big. So I do that. And my daughter has really encouraged me to eat like every two hours. It really makes a difference. But in between processed foods are dangerous. And they we are. know that. Uh, they put in additional sugars to get you hooked. They put yes. in additional salt for the preservatives. I used to buy these packets of gravy mix. <laughs> and I looked on the back of it. And you know what else? Oh, I don't want to name the brand. But it, it it's a packet of yes. uh, mix that you use to make beverages. Yes. yes. I looked on the back of there. Shannon, I didn't understand one ingredient. I didn't know that what is, that Well, let me, can I explain? That is so important that you're bringing this point up. One of the things that I tell people or that, that I tell my clients, if you don't understand something on the back of a package, do not buy it. If it has more in four, than four ingredients, do not buy it. If it has a barcode, you probably don't want to buy it. So, I mean, you, it, you were talking about a mind shift. Start thinking about, you know, an alternative, making gravy from scratch. Right, I do now, and it is the it's the best. So much better, right? But it's and you know what's going in it, right? But it's labor intensive. But you know what? Cooking is a meditation, so you do it with love. And I had to realize that this is going inside of my body. It is. Yes, absolutely. No, yes. I mean, yeah. It's a people don't realize how easy it is to make some of these these things. Like for the longest time, I would buy my own. I would buy salad dressing. I, now I don't even, I don't, it doesn't even cross my mind to buy salad dressing anymore. Oh. It is so easy to make, right? Just a little bit of olive oil, um, apple cider vinegar, um, Dijon, Dijon mustard, you know, it's really easy. It's easy and it's good and it's delicious. Yes. And the cost of food. Yes. Now that people are eating more uh, living food, as I say, yeah. the prices have went up exponentially. Sure. So, so one thing, I mean, there's a few ways you can tackle that. So it is very important to, to buy organic food. And let me, let me tell you why. I didn't used to believe this as a PA because I didn't really do the research. I didn't have time. Uh, I was just like, oh, as long as it's fruits and vegetables, I'll be okay. Well, um, there's a great company called the Environmental Working Group that I follow. And they give you a list of the foods that are safe to eat that are not organic versus the foods that you should buy that are organic. Because if they're the, there are so many um, chemicals, pesticides, herbicides 
that are found on the foods that are getting into your body and disrupting your metabolism, your gut. So it's really important to buy organic, but EWG or Environmental Working Group has a great list of foods that to, to save on cost, you can buy that are not organic. So I think it's important, but you can, you know, look at that list and, and help try and save money in certain areas on the cost of food. I have another question. How do parents get back to encouraging their children to eat right? You right. know, I don't want to torture you. If you, I don't like Oprah. I don't even, I overlook it. Okay. Uh, if you come to my house and yes. you like it, I will prepare for you. But how do we encourage kids to get back to eating whole foods and not going to the fast food restaurant? Well, number one, it's conditioning. You know, yes. it's like the device. If the device is always in front of them, then that's their best friend. If you're always, okay, well, you know, let me pick up a, a burger here or a hot dog here or a taco here because yes. I'm in a hurry, then that becomes the norm. Sure. Encourage them to try different foods on their their palate. Sure. To eat, you know, to eat. What's yeah. So uh, it's interesting that you asked me that because my company is called Growing Up Healthy Together. So Mm -hmm. originally, I wanted to help families with obese children, Mm -hmm. help them to lose weight, right? Get into a healthier uh, weight um, percent fat or body weight. Um, so my, and it's because I lived in France, I saw the, the amazing meals that they were providing for their children. My son at school went to preschool there, preschool through high school. They have meals at the school prepared at the school that are whole foods. They're not packaged foods. It's not processed foods. The kids sit down at a table and all eat together this wholesome meal. So when I came back from France, I was like, okay, this is something I really, I I was passionate about. And my, you know, what I would encourage people to do is first start eating more meals at home, stop eating fast food, um, you know, sit down for meals, especially at dinner time as a family that you've prepared, show the kids how they should be eating. You know, uh, three quarters of your plate should be vegetables with um, some protein and a small amount of carbohydrates. The, The other thing I did with my kids is I did not allow them to eat the school lunches. They're awful, they're horrible. They're like, they're nutrient poor meals, right? So I would package uh, their lunch every day. I made sure that they had a little vegetable, um, um, some fruit, maybe a sandwich. Um, and then, you know, yeah, try and get them away from electronics. Encourage them to get outside as after school, play, participate in sports. Um, and also a garden. My little okay. neighbor down the street. You know, we don't have we don't have a lot of stuff here. I've got some tomatoes and some strawberries and yes. some herbs and all that. But we yes. cut us some leaves up and we made us a salad. Nice. And yeah. it was delicious. Tastes and better. so excited. 
now it's like, oh, I know where the food actually comes from. It's not been at the grocery store. Yeah. In that plastic bag that mama brings home, it actually comes from the earth and there's worms in there and there's dirt in there. And I can, I can watch it sprout and grow and water. It was so exciting for him. Yeah. Yeah, you know, good for you for growing a garden. I mean, you appreciate, right? You appreciate. I do, I do, and it's yeah. just wonderful to go out there and yeah. get some fresh strawberries if the a squirrel hasn't gotten them, <laughs> <laughs> or the bulls. Yeah, I have a garden here. They I tell love- people I, I'm just learning how to grow a garden, and I tell people, you know, I would starve if it was up to me to grow our own food mm-hmm. because I'm not doing such a great job here. We have a very sh- short growing season. Well, in our community, we have a lot of community gardens coming up. Uh, Okay. A lot of, they've given plots of land to individuals or certain groups or churches or whatever, and they cultivate that. And so we can go down and get fresh kale. And I mean, it's, you know, it's unbelievable. Yeah, that's great. But again, understanding where the food comes from. It's a great science project. It's a great bonding. And then food is a meditation. Yes. To be able to cook it, to be able to prepare it, what your mindset is, Mm -hmm. the whole thing, and then to pour it into another person's soul. Right, right. It's it's bonding time, right, with a family. And the conversation that you have at the dinner table, you can't put a price on that. Your kids will tell you everything. Right, right. And you're showing an interest in their life. Going back a little bit to uh, IBS. You know, some people will have, again, constipation. Others will have diarrhea. Others will have gas, acid reflux, those types of things. So when they go to a doctor, should they have been keeping a food journal as to what's going on and and what their reaction is during that time? How would they start to be able to communicate what's going on inside their gut with their doctor? So, I mean, unfortunately, most physicians, even gastroenterologists, are not paying it are not making the connection that food is the cause for this IBS. Really? So, yes, absolutely, even today. I mean, I used to work in gastroenterology and we used to say that IBS is benign. But I know but we know now it's not because when you either have constipation or diarrhea, you're not absorbing the nutrients you need, so then you become nutrient deficient in quite a few different vitamins and minerals, right? So, um but even today, I mean, it's, I feel like it's barely catching on. Even gastroenterologists today are not making that food to IBS connection. So I think they need to take it in, you know, take it, take their health in and to take control of their health by um, eliminating these processed foods, you know, start eating whole foods, start cooking so that you know the, what's going into your food, right? Right. That makes that makes a big difference. Right. Uh, right. My daughter stopped eating beef a long time ago, and she said that it helped her with her menstrual. She didn't yes. have the cramps. She didn't have the she didn't have the the diarrhea. Right. You know. Yeah. So and everybody is different. It I, is, and, and and like your daughter, it's important to start listening to your body. So you know, when you start eating whole foods, you'll, you'll notice, oh, you know, maybe I'm not as bloated or if I stop drinking milk, yeah, maybe I'm not as bloated or I don't have as much gas. So it's really important to kind of make that food body connection and really start paying attention to your symptoms. 
you know. Right. And if they're repeated, you know, if you're having, yeah. you know, if you're playing a tune <laughs> and always having gas, right. If that yeah. gas again has a foul smell, even urination, you know, you're you're only going to be able to eliminate four ways, brains. It's through your breath, it's through sweat, it's mm -hmm. through urination and defecation. Yes. And so with those areas, that is yeah. a way for you to see what's going on before you get the blood tests, yeah. before you get the colonoscopy, all right. the other things. Right. And it's very important, you know, that you pay attention to what you're eating, where you're getting, you know, your sources of food from. Like I said, it's expensive. And you think of yeah. these inner city communities that do not have, uh, are not afforded the luxury of right. fresh you know, fresh, a good market. Yeah. No, no, they're yeah. not. And yeah. so that is very, very prevalent as well. Right. So tell us about your coaching program, what you're, you're doing with your clients. Right. Well, uh, my coaching program is online so I can teach anybody anywhere. Um, and it, you know, I typically help people with irritable bowel syndrome to eliminate their symptoms you know, in, in everybody's unique and everybody's different. So when they come to me, um, I go over all their symptoms. I go over into past history um, and to really sort of dig in to figure out what's causing their IBS. Because uh -huh. every, like I said, everybody's unique. So what, what affects one person may not affect the other person. So. And it can be, you know, again, it can be more than the food that you eat. It, it could be mindset. It could be a mental block. It could be trauma. Yes, there is that mind-body connection. So stress is a really important trigger to realize, like if you have increased stress, whether it's, you know, through family or work or, or finances, whatever it may be, that will affect your gut. There's, and that's relatively new, this idea, this mind-body connection. Mm. So yes, eliminating stress is really important to um, healing your IBS. Also, I, I would gather exercise, moving it. You know, I noticed yes. that when I, when, <laughs> friends, I'm just telling you all this, <laughs> but as I would walk, you know, I start to pass gas sure. and, I, and I am relieved because I'm saying, Hey, you know what? You're working the inner muscles of your body and it's releasing this inflammation. It's sure. releasing this gas. And sure. inflammation is the cause of disease. Yes, it is. I mean, the root cause is really in the gut. So if you're if you don't have, if you're eating too much sugar and you don't, you're not feeding that good bacteria, that disruption of um the gut bacteria is going to lead to foods and other particles getting into your body, causing this inflammation, right? From anywhere from your head all the way down to your legs. So it can, can um, affect your entire body. So yes, absolutely. Yeah. So, so we've got the diet, we've got the exercise, we've got the mindset, mm -hmm. uh, we've got the finance, but also your hormonal health because women go through the change. And I know that a lot of young women tell me that they don't eliminate regularly right. until they have their menstrual cycle. Right. So I don't know if it's, they're not exercising. That's just the body makeup. That's the way that the body is cleansing itself once a month. Totally. I don't understand that. Well, unfortunately, um, our society has gotten to the point where we feel, or that we think that having these menstrual cycles that are 
you know, severe pain, you know, uh, heavy bleeding is normal, but it's not, right? So the fact that if uh, a woman is having severe symptoms during her menstrual cycle, it means that her hormones are off. And usually that's a, that's a, the, the start of it, the root cause of it, again, back to the gut. So if you're not eating healthy, you're, then your gut bacteria is off. You have what's called a leaky gut. And then that leaky gut leads to chemicals, foods, products getting into your blood, causing a disruption in the hormones. It's all connected. Whether wow. we're talking IBS or, or, you know, problems with your menstrual cycle, it's all connected to the gut. You know? And one other thing is medication. Okay. Medication will impact your bowels. They Absolutely. Sure will. They Absolutely. Sure will. I know some people that have been on uh, 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 diabetic medication where yes. they have to almost wear a diaper because uh, uh, yeah, it just, yes. it's no mercy. Uh, there's other people that take medications that are constipated and they can't go. So as you said, you know, if you have these things, I heard water is your friend, you know, a lot of, well, let me, let me, let me interrupt you real quick, because what you're talking about are chronic diseases, diabetes, uh, cholesterol, and you're taking medications for it, right? Those medications have side effect, but the reality is, is that you can reverse diabetes, thyroid. Um, you can reverse these chronic diseases through your gut, through eating whole foods, getting off those chemicals, getting off the processed foods, reducing your sugar intake. So um, yes, I mean, they do cause side effects, but you can actually reverse the chronic disease so you don't need that medicine, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, abs 100%. And I, this is not a, an idea that was sort of top of mind even 10 to 15 years ago when I was working as a PA. It was, uh, unfortunately, Western medicine is about naming the disease and finding the medication to treat it rather than getting to the root cause. Okay. So focusing on prevention, I mean, focusing on prevention and reversing, you can reverse it through your, like you said, when I went to uh, Italy last year, I sat and watched more than once people eat seven, eight course meals. And I'm like, and clean their plate. And I'm like, really? And they weren't super over big people. Right. But what I did notice was farm to table. Yes. Yes. They shop every three or four days. They don't get steaks and have them in the freezer for a month, a month and a half. Their produce is fresh. There was no flies, you know, (laughs) I mean, I paid attention to all of that. Uh, And also the Mediterranean diet. There was Mm -hmm. still a lot of pasta, which is a carb. It is. oil, but it's fresh tomatoes. But the way that it was processed and the way that it was consumed yeah. was not like, you know, deep fried, you know, sure. or it's, slathered on with, you know, this sure. much sauce and that much pasta. Right. And it's it's their lifestyle, right? They have a much healthier lifestyle than, walk. yes, they walk everywhere. I mean, I, I, I mentioned to you before we used to live in France, I would see, you would see 80s and 90 year old women, men in the street, walking to their store, going, you know, to their friend's house. You don't see that here in the U S so their lifestyle, their overall lifestyle is much healthier, 
right? More exercise, they get out more, they're eating fresh fruits and vegetables. I mean, I had a, I had a neighbor who told me that she made her own mayonnaise. I was like, what? You make your own mayonnaise. And it was when I lived in France that I really started rethinking my whole relationship with food. She's the one that got me to make salad dressing. She was the one that got me to start making my own soups. You know, it was, I had always like just bought these things, wasn't even thinking about it. Again, back to what you were saying, it's really a mind shift, right? I'm, I started thinking about, hmm, you know, where, where is this food coming from that I'm buying in a can? I think I can make it. I can make my own soups. I can make my own salad dressing. So it's really a mind shift. And, you know, it, it really started when I lived in France and I saw how pe other people were living and eating. And I was like, this, this no, is what I need to be doing. I have time to cook in this and the other, then do some food prep. Yes. Yes. And these people that don't eat leftovers. I've got a cousin. I got two cousins, actually. If you give them leftovers from the day before they come up out the ground and leftovers yeah. are the absolute best in my opinion they are, they the are. Seasoning to set in it's yeah. absolutely wonderful yeah. but if you food prep if you make if you cook every other day yes you know yes. if you eat the leftovers yes or if you have a rotisserie chicken you can make three or four things out of that one chicken absolutely yes yes Okay, so now, what, yeah, I usually tell uh, my clients to start on a Sunday and come up with like three dinners, right? Mm -hmm. So do do your shopping on Saturday and then meal prep on Sunday so that you have three dinners for the week and then one or two lunch or, or breakfast ideas. So yeah, I, I don't like going to the store and, you know, I'd rather cook less and, and more go outside more, right? But it's all about preparing for the week. So that it's there and you, you're not left um, going to a fast food restaurant or or eating something that's not healthy for you. And you know? eat before you leave the house. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a key indicator. Eat, um, eat before you go grocery shop. Absolutely. Right. right. So you don't have that impulse buy. Yes. And you're not hungry. Your yeah. kids too. Encourage them to, you know, let's have lunch before yep. we go. Yep. You know, there might be a treat. You take them to get something afterwards or something so that they have that experience, but yeah. it doesn't become mechanical that every time no. we get in the car, we've got to go buy a fast food restaurant. Right. Because right. I'm telling you, you look at these burgers nowadays and it's mystery meat. Yeah. I don't know what that is. It's not yeah. ground beef. And then the oils that they cook in are really bad for you. Wait, but the thing is, do you think honestly brains that they drain all of that oil every day? and put in fresh oil no. to make those golden fries. Do you no. think that that is not the case? No. And I asked one of the guys at the fish restaurant, because there's a fish place I like to go to. I mm. said, what do you do with this fish grease? He said that they take it and then they turn it into fuel. Ew. They take the old grease and they turn it into fuel. So that gave me an idea of, okay, so when it's now ingesting and digesting in my body, this is some sort of fuel, yeah. you know, this could be turned into a gasoline or, you know, right, uh, right. It, it's crazy. Right. Um, you know, so we, we've talked about all the ways to really kind of eliminate and get this through the process, but also the joy, the joy of a good meal, sure. the joy of a cocktail occasionally, oh. a, a cookie, Yes. You know, uh, uh, but to make that your life, 
you have to be careful because we eat to live. We should not live to eat. Do you agree, mm-hmm. Janet? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So, I, I mean, you really have to limit those um, sugary treats. And if you do limit, you know, it. I used to kind of have this um, rule at my house with my kids. It was kind of like a treat on the weekends, you know, maybe a Friday or a Saturday. But absolutely, you don't want sugar is the number one cause of inflammation. It's it's um, driving all these chronic diseases in, in our society. So you really have to cut back on sugar. So absolutely have to limit it. Um, and if you do eat it, you know, make sure it's something wholesome, like, uh, I don't know, a homemade uh, peach cobbler or something mm. that you can give yourself once in a while. Exactly. <laughs> but the, the Chinese call sugar sweet poison. It is. It is. And just it's driving sweet doesn't mean it's not bad for you. No. You know, occasionally having honey or maple syrup once in a while is okay, but not on a daily basis. Um, you know, a, a treat like once a week or once every couple weeks or something. So, well, you have to discipline yourself to that because what we did was we did a uh, detox of sugar, and oh. it was very uncomfortable. It was. It very- is at first, but I'll tell you, I've done it myself, and and let me tell you, I was addicted to sugar. I had sugar all the time, especially when I was working as a PA, taking call. I did not limit myself at all. Sugar in the morning in my coffee, um, some sort of sweet thing that maybe was out in the nurse's station, right? When I was working and then coming home and I would like gobble up ice cream at night. I did not limit myself and I was chronically uh, eating sugar. So to come off sugar for me, it it was a crash, a crash. Yeah, but once you get off of it, those cravings go away. It's amazing, right? You know, all that sugary, um, the craving for sugary foods, it just, it, it, it goes away. And, and I don't know what I think- found. What I found too, so we detoxed, right? I had the headache from hell. Yes. It yes, was, it, it was, yeah, it was really uh, disheartening. Yeah. Then when I came back, I had a, I don't know, I had something sweet. It almost stung my tongue. Oh, there was a yeah. different, yeah, it was a different sensation on my tongue. And I'm like, you know why? Because your, your, your taste buds change. Wow. All, yes. Your ch- taste buds change. So you, when you eat all this sugar, you don't notice the sweetness, but when you eliminate it, all of a sudden something that was just a little bit sweet before is super sweet now, you know, so they do change, you know? Yeah, they do. And they change over time. Medication also causes them to change. Unfortunately, my mother, uh, before she transitioned, she lost her taste. Uh, She didn't have COVID, but she lost her taste of uh, sense of taste and smell. Oh, interesting. I felt, I felt so bad for her because yeah. she would constantly eat, trying to get satisfied, trying to get that taste back. Right. So what I did was I incorporated the other senses. I made it very colorful. Mm. I made it very texturous. Nice. You know? So I would yeah. do, you know, grains and legumes or, so that she would feel. And then I told her the rest, you got to use your imagination. <laughs> oh, that's very sweet of you. So Shannon, I want to ask you a question about your position, your thoughts on supplements and probiotics. Absolutely. Yeah. 
So probiotics are actually key to helping reverse IBS. Um, but the most important thing is getting that junk out of your life first, because there's no point in putting good bacteria in there if you have an overgrowth of the bad. So first you have to get rid of all that junk in your diet, all the processed foods. Once you do that, then you're able to reintroduce a probiotic. Um, now that can be either a pill or it can be uh, fermented foods, right? Like sauerkraut, um, kimchi, kimchi, kombucha. Uh, kombucha, what else? Yogurt, as long as it doesn't have sugar in it. Um, yeah, so those are actually supposed to be probably have more um, bacteria, good bacteria than a probiotic pill. So they can be, I think they can be just as effective, if not better. Okay. So, well, that's very yeah. important to consider, yeah. right? Yes. Yeah. You know, but it's, you know, we are what we eat. We've yeah. heard that for many, many decades. Right. People right. don't take that into consideration. And you look yeah. at the people that have had longevity. Uh, my father is 85 years old, uh, no medication. Mm, you know, good for him. But he has a very discipline. What he eats, what time he eats, how mm. much he eats, mm -hmm. you know, all of that is incorporated. And a lot of people can't do that with their busy lifestyles. Right. Um, right. So that's why the food prepping is, you know, and that could be a family event. Okay. What do we want this week to eat? You know, are we going to have chili and mm -hmm. we have tacos and, you know, yeah. and you can plan that and the kids can get involved and cooking. They will like it too, because then they'll say, Oh, wow. Okay. Well, let me try this. Let me taste right. this. Don't force it on them, but right. do not discourage it. Oh, okay. Yeah. You don't have to try that. If you don't like it, you don't know what you don't know. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I think, uh, unfortunately, a lot of kids aren't even given the choice, right? They're given plates that are filled with fried foods and carbohydrates, and they don't know what vegetables are. I mean, I can't tell you how many adults I've come across, and they're not eating, you know, a vegetable or a green a day. They just avoid them. And I think it's a habit from childhood, you know? I look at my plate, and I'm looking for color. Yes. I'm looking for color. When I see too much white, be it mashed potatoes, or rice, right. pasta, right. I'm like, nope. But I don't deprive myself because then I become bitter. And there's nothing no. worse than somebody bitter at the dinner table. Sure. So, but what I'll do is I will reduce the amount. Sure. Okay. And then yeah. I'll look at it and say, you know what? Let's have a little bit more salad. But sure. I'm one of those people. I have to have salad now every single day. Yeah, same here. I have yeah. to have salad every something green. Yeah. Uh, if I make dinner um, and there's nothing green on there, I feel like something's right. wrong. You know, and I, that's true. I mean, your plate should be three fourths greens, vegetables, fruits, and then, like I said, you know, the the other part, protein and and carbohydrates. So. Um, yeah, but before, you know, one thing I wanted to add is that it's interesting you talk about a sugar detox. I'm actually, I wanted to tell your listeners, the brains, uh, that I'm actually doing a free sugar detox for anybody that's interested um, in the next several weeks. So it is really important both for your IBS, for your chronic disease to get off of that sugar. Um, I know how hard it is, but I, I promise you, you'll feel so much better after you do it. Well, you're going to give us all the information to your website now and okay. how to get in contact with you. But Brains, 
you know, try it. Try yes. try it at least for seven days. Yes. And then when you go back, you'll you'll you know you'll say, "Wow, I was able to do it." Be conscious of everything you put in your mouth. I tell this Absolutely. story all the time because I'm self-disclosing. It's embarrassing, but one day I charted, Shannon. What <laughs> I put forty-five things in my mouth. Forty-five. But you counted. You I back counted. And- Yes. And I, I, cause I was going to challenge myself. I started with that food journal and I said, okay, yeah. everything. there was a piece of gum. Okay. Yeah. Then I put, okay. Cookie number one, cookie number two, cookie. <laughs> number <five. laughs> right, right, right. 45 things went in this. Right. Van. And yes. I was, when I looked, I was mortified. Sure. Yes. I was like, oh my God. Yep. It, it, not, it's important. This... I mean, I, you know, I had those symptoms. I can't, I put up with them for like 20 years. I had chronic diarrhea. I would have to see patients. I would have to go into work 15 to 20 minutes early just to use the bathroom before seeing patients. Right. So those symptoms, they, for me, they just became out of control and they were controlling my life. And I'm like, this has got to stop. Right. And it is absolutely possible to get over it, to, eliminate your IBS or what other, you know, what other symptoms you may have through diet, through healthy lifestyle, you know, it's not just one thing. It's like a whole package. Now, do some people that have IBS also need medication as well? I mean, you know, that, that could be it for some, you know, everybody's different, but I believe that through diet and lifestyle changes, no, you're not going to need medication. Mm. Not, nope. Um, you know, you can get what you need through, through your diet. Absolutely. All right. Tell my brains how to get in contact with you, Shannon Ruth. Okay. Yeah. So my website, my website is called growing up healthy together, uh, com. And my email is, um, Shannon dot G U H T at gmail.com. And I have an Instagram account and it is health coach Shannon Ruth. So if you are interested in that seven day sugar detox, please get a hold of me, email me. Um, you can direct message me through Instagram and then I will get you signed up. All right. Well, Brian, yeah. we want you to live your best life and have the best gut health you can. Uh, and really to be able to process and get out the negative chi that's what it is it's negative cheek we want you to have a healthy gut a healthy uh, family be able to go to the grocery store and you'll really save a lot of money if you eat at home consume at home versus going out and always at a restaurant that maybe doesn't have your quote-unquote health in the best intention Thank you so much, Shannon Ruth, for being here on the edge. You are the business. Uh, I am going to go back and listen to this myself and tick off some of the boxes uh, and incorporate and report back and let you know how it goes. I think I'm going to have to detox on the sugar again. There's a couple little things that I, you know, I just can't live without. (laughs) But I try to live with them. Okay. All right. Thank you, April. All right. Bye-bye, Brains. Have a good day. Be healthy.